Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 84. Today I have another interview for you, one I'm very excited to share. I think this will be an interesting conversation for you to listen to and one you may be able to relate to and find inspiration in. I'm interviewing one of my coaching clients, Holly, who started coaching with me about two years ago, exactly to the date. In this conversation, we talk about turning 50, our perception of turning 50 when we were younger and our perception today, and how being a runner has shaped her thoughts around turning 50. Now, why are we talking about turning 50? Well, so here's the deal. This year, 2023, is the year I turned 50. And so I made the decision that I want to interview women runners once a month who turn 50 this year. So if you're one of them, reach out. All right. The other thing we also talk about and what was my initial reason for wanting to chat with Holly today is her involvement within an organization called Girls on the Run. Holly told me back in the fall that she was leading a Girls on the Run chapter in her town, meaning she was coaching a group of third through fifth grade girls to run a 5K over a 10-week span. And it immediately piqued my interest because positive role models, especially at that young age, is so important, especially body positive role models, right? We all know that as women. And Holly shares with us today that what it was like coaching these girls. And thanks to Holly, she put this on my radar. And so now I'm looking into starting a chapter where I live. And I just love the ripple effect of positivity, right? So I love how Holly in the interview talks about the importance of surrounding yourself with like-minded people, deliberately seeking out people who want to do similar things as yourself, who want to grow, not just keeping the status quo. It's so important that we make the decision to continue to just not be inspired It's very easy to sit and listen and be inspired and not take action, but to actually deliberately pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone in order to grow. And it's what coaching does for me. And it's why I became a coach myself to pass it on to others. I want you to really notice when Holly talks about being in a good vibration or creating a good vibration and how much it's changed her life. 
and the ripple effect especially it's having in all areas of her life. Quote, I couldn't imagine going back, end of quote, she says in the interview. And that's just so powerful. So definitely listen for that. I really admire Holly uh, for being an incredible role model to not only her kids and her students, but to everybody else she comes in contact with. Her commitment to mindfulness and running and her own well-being leaves a lasting positive impression on people and probably sparks a desire in them to find their own well-being. Again, ripple effects. I love it. So this was such a great conversation and I hope you'll enjoy it. All right, everybody, welcome. I'm super excited. As I mentioned, I'm doing an interview today and I'm here with Holly. Holly is one of my clients in my runner's mind. Welcome, Holly. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so Holly's been coaching with me for actually a couple of years in my runner's mind, but I wanted to bring her on for a couple of reasons. We will be starting something new on the podcast this year because as this podcast, as this episode airs it'll be 2023 we're actually recording in 2022 but the end of 2022 and 2023 is a year that i turned 50 so part of the podcast this year will be talking to women who turn 50 and holly's going to be the very first one because she turned 50 yesterday at the day of the recording so just at the very tail end of 2022 when i turned 50 in 2023 and i just think there's something about women who turn when we turn 50 and I just kind of want to explore that as far as you know running and our own self-image and and everything we have to offer now that we've we've turned 50. So we'll be touching on that and we'll also be talking about how Holly's choosing to celebrate her 50th. I'm super excited for her to share that with everybody. And then we'll be talking about something that Holly got into last fall, which is a an organization, a group called Girls on the Run. And as she started sharing it with me, I got super excited and I wanted to know more about it. And I wanted to share it with everybody here on the podcast. So before I get ahead of myself, I'm going to turn it over to Holly to real quick introduce herself. So there you go, Holly. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So my name is Holly and I just turned 50. I'm in uh, you know, about 12 hours ago. So <laughs> turning 50 is fabulous. I think I'm probably in the best shape I could be physically and mentally. Uh, and emotionally. It's, ex it's super exciting. I'm not sure I ever really thought about it or stressed about it. And I think it's probably because I've been prepping myself for the last two years. So I'm in a great place. And I think that's not think I know it's because of runner's mind and our coaching meetings and the connections that I've made virtually, which is kind of insane how you can have such a strong bond with people that you have not met in so person. Yeah. Yeah. In person. So I'm thankful for that. And I thank you for that. I think that runner's mind for me, I kind of found a few years ago and I just kind of watched quietly on Facebook for the post and I would post here and there about my runs nothing crazy and when I started training for my first half marathon we 
met virtually. And I think we did a, a short little introduction on Facebook, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I surrounded myself with like-minded people. And then we started with our coaching, which was amazing. I enjoyed our our Sunday meetings, our book talks. And I think that was a game changer. It really was a platform for bigger and better things and a lifestyle change, which I think has helped with this 50th celebration. So I'm I'm grateful for all that. And I think I even that, that, that I'm grateful, like everything, I'm blessed, I'm grateful, I'm thankful. I become a more mindful person, not just a mindful runner because of the work we've done in our group and together. And that's just real quick. I just want to touch on that. I think that's such an important point. You're saying I become a more, I became a much more mindful person, not just in running, but in all areas of your life. And I think that's what's so incredible. You know, it'll spill into other areas of our life. I think sometimes we, we think in compartments almost of our life, but really it'll have a trickle effect, right? So it's just about kind of where you want to start that journey, really. So and I think that's great. And I think one of the, you know, one of the the leaders in that was the book talk, The Magic with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Rhonda Burns. <laughs> yeah. By changing your your morning routine and being nice. more mindful and being present and you know, really thinking about what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for, what you're blessed to have really does change how you start your day, how you live your day, how you live your life which opened up different doors for me. I became a yoga instructor, which I would never in a million years think that I am a yogi at all. And then this kind of fell into my lap and it's been the best thing for me. It's been the best thing for my family, for my friends, for my for my students. I'm a special education teacher. So I implement and incorporate mindfulness all the time, which is great. And I even branched out and yeah, I looked into, you know, yoga for mental health, yin yoga, yoga for children. I offer PDs for my colleagues, neighborhood women. And so one of my celebrations is a yoga birthday party, which is fun. That's right. We're just, before we started recording, we're just talking about Holly's celebrations and it's turning out, I think she's got five or six celebrations for our 50th, which I think is wonderful. And I was telling her that I was definitely going to take note of that from when I turned 50, that I want to have multiple little parties also. So that's awesome. And you were saying so that this yoga journey fell into your lap, but my guess also is that you actually, you created this. And this is something we've also talked a lot about in our group, My Runner's Mind, how we become sort of the creator of, you know, of what we want to create of what we want to see happening in our life, because we kind of actively make it happen, right? Through, through what we put our mind to in a, in a way, right? And yes. so as, as you were saying, for you, you, you did not think that yoga was in, in the cards for you. And then that happened. What kind of spurred it, I guess, what spurred it on? I think it was the right time. And I was in the right place and I was looking for more and it kind of, you know, I saw a Facebook ad about, you know, yoga for educators and I was like, this is what I want to do. And it was a, 
a big investment of time and financially, right. but my husband supported me and said, go do it. And I did it. And I loved every bit of it. Yeah. And I just now incorporate it into like my life and my day. And I'm, 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 I'm a better person. I'm a better educator for it. I'm a better, I'm a better wife. I'm a better mom. Better so runner. I'm a better runner. <laughs> I'm a better runner. I, I'm a mindful runner now. So right. my goals have shifted as a runner. Yeah. The physical part of yoga helps with running and injury prevention. But when I first started, I ran to run and that was it. And now I run for my health, for my well-being. And my goals shifted. I started as training for half marathons and now I just want to run and that's it. And I don't put a distance and I don't put a time and I just oh, run. I just good. really want to make sure that the listeners hear this because I think this is such an important shift. I mean, this is an incredible shift because I think most people, wouldn't you say, who maybe were not the you know traditional runners in, in childhood and whatnot, desire what you're describing, but also kind of feel that that's never going to really happen for me because running is truly just something I do as part of exercise because I have to, right? And I think it's safe to say that maybe that's how you started out also. You know, I remember one of our first one-on-one meetings when we met, running was very much, your goal was very focused on, on body image and running, I think, was a vehicle for that. And it's not to say that, no, you can't use running for that, but it just becomes very, yeah. How would you describe, I just kind of want to probe your feeling of what running felt like back then, as opposed to now. Yes, it was, it was hard. It was negative. It was stressful. And you're right. I started as just a way to lose weight, to get back, focus on myself after spending 20 years of taking care of you know, juggling my family and work and kind of stopped taking care of myself. And it was, I need to lose weight for body image. And then it's now a a shift where, you know, I want to run and I want, I want to be physically fit and I want to exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I I just know you guys can't see the video here, but Holly looks fantastic. I was seeing her, her birthday pictures and I was commenting to her that, wow, you look fantastic. And I think sometimes when we let go of this external pressure, things just kind of also happen, right? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's so good. All right. What kind of veered off track of the questions a little bit, but I loved everything you said. And I loved how you also really spoke to how the shift in, in mindset in mindfulness and in gratitude and, and including yoga is, is now weaved in, in all your areas of your life. It's not just for exercise and then you know, something else that doesn't have anything to do with the mindfulness. Right. So let's see. Oh, I did want to ask, because that's something I think comes up for me growing up, right? What were your thoughts about (laughs) 50-year-olds? Because I know what my thoughts were when I was younger. I was like, that is halfway to being dead (laughs) or old or something. Definitely old, definitely old. But 
I certainly do not feel old. I work out with my 25 year old daughter and I can hold my own. So I think that being that I can do things with my children really makes a difference. They were actually a motivator when they asked me to run a half marathon and I was like, oh, I can never do that. So once I accomplished that, now I, I look forward to running any runs, maybe even half marathons with all of my children. So I want I want them to look back and say, look what my mom accomplished when she was 50 with us and, yeah. and hopefully instill those priorities to be healthy, be happy. Right. Yourself. Yeah. Whatever. Age. But age yeah, is really just a number, right? It's uh, a number. Yeah. So, and maybe we, you touched on it a little bit, but just again, how has running shaped your thoughts around turning 50? I, I'm perfectly content with turning 50. I'm very excited. I have great things planned for my 50th year. Of course, I still have that component of, I want to be more fit and tone, which, you know, stems from my day one, but my shift has definitely changed. So I'm celebrating in many ways and they all are mindful and physical. I'm doing a, a yoga birthday party and a fabulous yoga running retreat coming. Yes. July, which I know we'll definitely have to talk about that. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. So I am excited. I'm confident. I'm motivated to celebrate my 50th year in good health and good spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that you're turning 50 or turn 50, do you kind of have, I don't know, bucket list is the right word, but do you kind of have, you know, you're also describing a little earlier now that you're your kid, I think you only have one daughter living at home, right? So no, you have a son also, excuse me, but you have two kids left at home. So are, are you kind of thinking of what do you want this next part of your life to be about? Or is it, um, is it that pivotal of turning 54 you or I'm just kind of curious because those are thoughts no, I've had I think, I think it's up. a continuation a continuation of what's working well for me okay. and to continue that a couple of bucket lists to get everybody out and run together oh sweet uh, that would be one thing and what else a couple of runs I do want to run in Arizona I want to uh-huh. try that yeah other than that, I'm, uh, I'm content. I'm content. Nice. nice. Sweet. So let's see. Okay. So real quick, we got to touch on. So you were saying already, you have a couple of celebrations going on at home. You've already done a few, both with coworkers and with family. You've got this amazing salt cave yoga experience coming up with yes. friends. And then you've got a big thing coming on up out here in Wyoming this summer. So tell everybody about that. So in lieu of a big birthday party, I'm going to have a party in Wyoming. I'm, <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I'm taking my good friend, Monica, who I run, she's my running partner uh-huh. and my girls, and we yes. are going to hike and run and do yoga and be mindful in Wyoming. Very much looking forward to that. I think so are my my kids, which is great. And so awesome. So if anybody, anybody listening who doesn't know, Holly is coming out to see me. We're going to meet for, for the first time in person, but she's coming out to participate 
one of my retreats this summer. I call it running a line, body and mind, because I really feel it speaks to both the mindset component of it and also the, you know, running form, the chi running component of it. So I'm super, super excited. I get to host Holly and her friend and family for a full week out here. So yeah. Yeah. Very much looking forward to it. So yeah. Party What's the biggest thing you're looking forward to? I'm curious. Let the mm-hmm. listeners know. Yeah, I love it. I want to run, I want to run with the red rocks behind me and mm-hmm. looking forward to the yoga. I'm looking forward to all of it. Yeah. I really am. Sweet. And I know you've participated in a running retreat before. So speak to what do you think retreats like this can do as far as transforming your your perception or your feeling of things? I think the first running retreat, I didn't know what I was getting into and automatically bonded with 15 women who are now my tribe, which is great. And then this running retreat, I'm very much looking forward to having that connection with my girls and being a role model, continuing to be a role model for them and just doing something that this is not what I thought I, I would do. I don't know what I thought I would do for my 50th, but I never in a million years would I say, let's go run yeah, in Wyoming. <laughs> never, never, never. In a small never. western town. <laughs> I know. And I I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it yeah. tremendously. I think that's so amazing. And I think throughout this conversation, you've been touching on on something I really want to highlight for the listener also. I heard you say be around like-minded people. And then you just mentioned also be around my tribe. And so I just really want to do a, a shout out for the listeners to that of what that means the importance of actually deliberately finding like-minded people who desire to do similar things as you. And very often, it's not always people in our closest communities or in our families necessarily. We might have to to do a little extra effort. The way I've typically gone about finding people that are like-minded is through coaching. I have either myself participated in coaching or I've been the coach of other people, like in Holly's case. And so I think it's very important to realize that that's a game changer, finding like-minded people. Wouldn't you say, Holly, would you agree? I agree very much, very much. And I agree that you have to do the work and you have to get out of your comfort zone and connect with different people and, you know, open up your circle and, and that's okay. And it's great. Right. Yeah. It feels good afterwards. Right. Yes. Very much. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So let's pivot the conversation a little bit to what you had going on this fall. So as I was chatting with Holly, she mentioned at one point that she was the leader in a, I don't know if it's called the chapter or in a group in, in your own area at your school for girls on the run. And I was like, well, tell me about that. What does, what is girls on the run? I guess for short, it's GOTR, right? People can look it up GOTR.org, I think. So just do a real brief summary, a synopsis of what girls on the run is for the listener, if you wouldn't mind. And then 
Sure. Going to a so Girls on the Run is a nonprofit organization. It's dedicated to creating an environment where girls are empowered. They learn decision-making skills, learn to be confident women. They learn confidence. They learn kindness. And they're empowered to reach their goals. It is a national organization. Mm-hmm. So you probably do have it somewhere in your community. It's for girls third through fifth grade. And the chapter that that I participate in was going to fold. And my daughter actually sent me a link that she saw on social media. She's like, hey, you should do this. So I was like, hmm, okay. So I said, yes, they need a coach. We did it. It was great. It was in my my building. It was the best volunteer job that I ever had. Amazing. We had 17 girls who, like-minded young ladies who wanted to run. Not not everyone was a runner. They ran at their happy pace, which also meant walking. But each time we met, we were physical. We connected. We had lessons that we talked about that were really important to young girls and how to be strong leaders in their community and how to build their confidence while running. So, so much more than running. Right. And the best part about it was after 20 sessions, we had a 5k, which most of them never ran before. And they ran and they were proud of themselves and they ran in torrential rain and cold temperatures, but they did it. And it was amazing. Wow. What a game changer for these girls, I bet. Game changer. Did they show up for every single, I mean, was it twice a week? It was twice a week, right after school. And Uh most of them showed up every session. Even if we had extra sessions, they would show up, they would run, they would laugh together. And, you know, when we talked about surrounding yourself with like-minded people, this too was evident because they would run with girls that they probably didn't talk to at school and they would support each other and, you know, laugh and, and problem solve and learn lifelong lessons. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. What an amazing cause for, for young girls. I think I, I don't recall anything similar when I was growing up. There was anything like that. Maybe that was, I don't know, but I think this is such a, such an amazing cause to get involved with. Actually so amazing that I started chatting with somebody at my school who's a runner also. And she has given me that. Yep. I'll, I'll help you out creating a chapter. So definitely do it. it. The rewards are huge and it's even great to, walk down the hallway and get big hellos from girls that, you know, weren't in my class and yeah. continue to say hi and check in and tell me what's going on. And they look forward to the spring. So we'll do it again in the spring. Very awesome. And especially that age also third through fifth. So they're around nine to 11 or thereabouts, such an impressionable age also. And you can really, I think, lay some, some foundation for, you know, good habits, you know, they're old enough to definitely remember it when they become adults, what they did, you know, as third through fifth graders. So yeah, 
Awesome. I love it. The lessons are valuable. The lessons are valuable. And to support a young growing mind, I think is important. Right. Right. And that's one of the things I really, that really appealed to me also, as you were sharing a little bit of the info about this program, that there are actual, for anybody who's interested in getting into it also, there's there's an actual curriculum that they want you to carry out, right? So there are lessons to be learned with that. And I just love how, you know, actually tying it back to what you were saying that now in the last couple of years, when you and I have coached together, you have, you have shifted your perception of running from, well, this is just a vehicle for losing weight, maybe, or maintaining a body image to, I love this. This is who I am. I'm a runner. You know, this is how I show up. This is how I, how I role model for my girls. This is, you know, this is your identity at a whole different level. This is not something I got to force myself out to doing because otherwise I can't have that bagel for breakfast or whatever. Right. And so I think what's so valuable there important there is that imagine if, if we can instill that in girls, you know, sort of to fifth grade age range, right. You know, kind of shift some of those societal beliefs that we're often conditioned to, you know, to carry with us clearly up until our fifties or forties and fifties. I agree with you. It's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And so you'll do it again in the spring. You said, yes. If you have to put some words on what is coaching these girls, girls on the run, what is coaching them to run a 5k? That's a goal, right? At the end of the program. And is Mm -hmm. it 10 weeks or 12 weeks? It's 10 weeks. 10 weeks. And then what has coaching them taught you? What has it taught me? Hmm. Well, I just love the fact that they showed up. So they showed up. It made me feel great to show up. We laughed. We ran together. We got to know each other. We problem solved together. And And I like to think that I am a positive role model in their lives. Sure. I bet you are. I mean, if they continue to show up, right? The trust that they, you know, put in you and friend who was co-coaching with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are some upcoming running goals you have? You mentioned you wanted to run in Arizona. I do. That's a, that's, Uh I guess, on a, a small bucket list. I think to just continue this journey to, you know, sprinkle my my magic dust around and and hopefully Ooh, I like that sprinkle my yeah. magic dust uh-huh. around <laughs> uh you know make an impact and mm. and really just to continue and feel good and and be in a good place and and I just have to ask real quick because these were these were just great cat phrases was that something you would have said two years ago no no, <laughs> that's not what I would have thought you would have said two years ago. So um, amazing. I yeah. love that so much. But, and I think it's important again to highlight because I think anybody who's a who's a regular listener on this podcast knows that I'm not about, you know, it, it's all about certain races and certain destinations and certain pace or anything. It's really more about a lifestyle around it, which is what I hear you express also, right? Yes, so, I agree. And I think two years Very ago, cool. you're right. That's what it was. It was 
let's finish this half marathon or that half marathon. And, and not to say that I won't do another, it's not on the bucket list, but, but I know I can do it and I'll do it if, if, if it feels good at the time, I think just including and running with friends and, you know, activating that tribe, that's kind of what's all about for me right now. It really shows me, I think that the, that maybe before the shift for you, the validation in running was the external metrics where now it's a whole different thing. It's, it's at a more, I don't know how, how to describe it, but it's not a job. It's not a job. It's not a, a, you know me. Not a to-do because you're the to-do. You used to be the to-do queen. (laughs) That is right. That is right. And while I do like my checklists, now it's, you know, if I run to run and I don't beat myself up if the run doesn't go well, it's, yeah, it's all good if you just do it. So great. It's all about, and that's something we've certainly talked about a lot in, in our coaching together, the My Runner's Mind coaching. It's all about the energy, the vibration we want to be in, right? Wouldn't you agree that how do we want to feel at the end of the day? Yeah, right? And that's funny that you say that because for a long time, probably the first year, <laughs> I didn't understand it or appreciate it. Yeah, I think, and I'm, I'm chuckling because I that was a yeah. feeling I got also. Yeah, like what is this vibration thing you're speaking of? <laughs> I don't get it, but I think I have it now. And you know, whatever makes you feel good, do it. It's healthy. It's it's yeah, just doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's really one of the biggest shifts for me. Also, is recognizing that what I used to be so afraid of if I if I sought a good feeling was that I would become lazy, that I would end up just sitting on the couch, do nothing. So it was always fear of not doing enough that would propel me into action, right? Into, well, then I got to go exercise, then I got to go run, then I got to, you know, really watch what I eat. And then coming from that negative energy just created more of that. Whereas I've found, which it sounds like you found too, when you seek what feels good, we actually naturally want to do things. We actually naturally want to both be active and mindful. And we don't want to sit and gorge our faces with unhealthy things because it truly doesn't feel good. And so it kind of just takes care of itself. Then when we allow ourselves to feel good, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great journey. It is sweet. It sure sounds like it. And I thank you for that. Yeah. Well, very awesome. Any last comments or anything you want to share with the listeners, Holly? This has been such Um, a pleasure. I think I'm very much looking forward to celebrating my 50th birthday with you in Wyoming. And I can't wait to uh, sit on those rocks and take a picture with you. (laughs) In person. We've got, so I have three great runs planned for Holly and her group. And we have paddle boarding planned. We had some, we have some, oh, I just slipped my mind right now. Soaking in hot springs is what it's called. Not hot tubs, but hot springs. <laughs> and viewing some actual buffaloes that roam free. So yeah, we have five days of activities planned. But here's 
Also, what I want to share with the listener real quick, because I know I've shared it with Holly, is that there is also scheduled downtime. I think it's so important that we just have time to be. We got to be before we do sometimes. So there's time to just really kind of sit and and connect or with yourself and sit and reflect and just be in it, right? So, all right. Okay. Well, thanks, Holly, for being here with Thank us you. and for being the very first that I got to interview for this new Turning 50 segment. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, runner friend, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident, and empowered on your runs, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the type of runs you desire. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. As your coach, I'll be there to support you along the way. There'll be a link in the show notes to sign up for a call with me. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.